Okay. Okay. Happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day and also lose an hour day. Ha ha ha. Do those always fall on the same day? Uh, do they? I don't think so. That doesn't sound right to me. No, no, it isn't. It just happened to be today. So it's 10.34 p.m. right now, and it should be 9.34. So we're like, oh, man. That's why I have so much energy right now. (gasps) Oh, that's why you're awake. I'm like, why am I not sleepy right now? Yeah, because right now you'd be like, oh, let's just do this later. But no, dude, it's supposed to be 9.30 right now, and it's actually 10.30. So. This is heartbreaking for me. Why is it heartbreaking? Because it's just, just where did that hour go, man? Where does it go? <sighs> to the... What void does it go to? It goes to Arizona. Yeah, where they don't have this? Yeah. Oh, that's how they do it. We donate our hours to Arizona so they can keep theirs. You know what? There's just something about being out west, right? that they do things a little differently out there, I must say. I like daylight savings times. I, I I get that it's like inefficient and dumb and whatever, but I like, you know, the whole time change, you know, it kind of like mixes it up, you know? It mixes it up. <laughs> like, you, you never mix. know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I like when I gain an hour. Well, That's fun. I think I, I wish it would just stay on this time. Like this whole... Because what happens is you gain that hour in winter, but then it's like super dark at at night. Yeah, it, it gets dark like, like at 5 yeah. p.m. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like right after work, yeah, like you get off work and I it's like, like already that. night. It's sad, man. It's kind of depressing. I don't like that either. It's kind of depressing. I, like, I, I guess I do prefer this time. But yeah. it wouldn't. you wouldn't care if you, all you did was drive around, right? Uh, Yeah, you know, dude, like the days would just pass by. Like I wouldn't even Until know if it was Sunday. you're old and die. Yes. Just like the movie they were talking about here on The Lazy Opinion with me, I'm SN, and that's Sana over there. Hello. She's actually uh, 300 plus miles away and counting because she's actually driving away from me. So, um, You're doing this podcast in a car. But by the time this is released, Sana, uh, God knows where she's going to be, man. It could be I'll like 20,000 miles away. I could be anywhere. I could be in the middle of a camp. A hippie camp. I, mean, I can find myself in in any situation. Who knows? Okay, we're talking about Nomad Land. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to mention the title. I was like, wait, By the what? way. Yes, Nomad Land. Uh, director Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Actor Francis McDormand. Famous uh, Francis McDormand. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's she's um. I like her. I like her a lot. I, rec- I recognize her. You know. Yes. You know, she's not like, um, you know, she doesn't star in the latest action film, but you mostly see her in, in a, just a bunch of little things, a bunch of things here and there. I do, Fargo, I do like her a lot. Burn after yeah. reading. For oh my god, dude! I think burn she's a Coen brother great. favorite. Maybe that's what it oh, is. Oh, bro! I just looked this up. Her spouse is Joel Cohen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit, dude! Well, no now, wonder. <laughs> now we sound really dumb, like dumber than we usually do. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Um, Never Cohen mind. Cohen's their favorite. Like, literally their favorite. Literally their favorite. Uh, I love Cohen films. Yeah, they're, they're so... They're, it's like a very cut and dry kind of style of movie. Kind of the same as Movies. No Man Land. In a different way, dude. This was more... I would say it's the equivalent of 
take it's uh, if you took like a a spoon of sand, put it in your mouth. That's basically this movie. It's okay. This movie yeah, is here. this movie does have a lot of dusty vibes. Um, a lot of dusty vibes. I wouldn't say that it it went down the throat like sand. Um, I think I liked the movie a little bit more than that. It's like the cinnamon challenge. If it wasn't cinnamon, and it was like dirt. Hmm. It's actually the dirt challenge. I okay. Mean, I think you know how I feel about this movie, but yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get into your one minute summary. All right. Time's on the clock. Three, two, one, go. All right. So this movie stars Frances McDormand. Uh, she is a person that lost her way of life, really. Um, so she lived in this town called Empire, Nevada, which is basically a company town, but it was like, shuttered it's completely shuttered uh the in the entire gypsum market if you will uh completely like tanked right so she lost her job she obviously has lost her husband so now you see her she's just kind of living in her van by kind of i mean she is she's living in her van she's driving around she meets random people on her journeys and it's just kind of like a slice of life movie there's really not a plot to it you're just kind of on the ride with her and there's just a lot of like intimate moments and she meets a lot of people and that's it really that's kind of it i mean that it's just a very slow movie now guys this isn't like uh you know like instagram like look at my van look what i did no. like nah dude like this is some not glamorous she's, she's, shit she's living in this van like like living in it yeah. it's disgusting Largely, yes. But not degrading. No. At all. Just kind of gross. It is a little gross. But I, mean, I do, I respect the lifestyle. I don't know if you, you definitely know this, but like once upon a time, whenever I was like really poor and all I did was rock climb all day, um, I wanted to live in a van too. Like you wish you, you know? had a van to live in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but I wanted to like travel around and rock climb in different spots. That's, I mean, honestly, it's, I think the lifestyle is... I wouldn't say it's this movie does a good job of they don't glamorize it, which is good. Yes. They just kind of present it as is. And I really appreciate that about this movie. And I think that the concept of living in a van um, and traveling around is probably going to be in a lot more people's futures than we realize. I can definitely see that. I, I think so. I think so. Um, just not a lot of opportunities out there as the years go by and, you know, less and less people feel that they'll have enough money to retire and rising home prices. And when, you know, if things continue on the trajectory that they are, there's going to probably be a lot more people just traveling around in vans. So, uh, to your point there, I mean, um, this movie, uh, I think it starts out, I want to say it starts out with a shot of an Amazon factory yes. or Amazon warehouse. Um, so, I mean, and it, um, by the way, this movie was shot beautifully. Oh, my God, it yes. It was gorgeous to look at, which one of the, one of the only things that kept me in it was like every shot was just like very nice, very, very well done. Um, but so the, imagine that that like pretty much they, I think they made it seem like Amazon was like kind of like the lifeblood of their town. Um, it was the only other option, I think, to yes. work, really. Uh because but, that, I mean, when those jobs go to automation, which they very easily could. 
Oh yeah. Uh, then there. like what what happens to the town? Exactly. Just, like Dunzo. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, so that town previously was U.S. Gypsum, so that was the company in that company town. They provided housing for everybody. Um, just everything was all about that company. So they shuttered uh, in, I guess, in, according to the opening credits, it's like 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Great Recession times, and then, um, so I guess, I guess Amazon. It's, I guess it's implied that Amazon moves in there, and. Um, then she is working there and yeah, who knows what would happen to all those people if they didn't have that job. Traveling in a van could be an option. I think it, it's going to be an option for a lot more people than we realize. So, so I, I got like a very like, like a documentary vibe, but like very like it, it, it was like I was watching a documentary without a voiceover and without interviews. Okay. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like, and this is definitely to the acting as well. Uh, Francis is amazing in this movie. Yes. I, I honestly felt like I was following like a real life van dweller nomad. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I honestly, yes. I, I, she was, I, if you had told me that this was real, you know, I would be like, this is shot very well for a documentary. Uh, I guess it's pretty good. I I mean it'd be it'd be real. Yeah, like, I you, really thought if, that the the performance sold it. Dude, if if you had told me that Frances McDormand lost all her money and is now traveling in a van and this is her life and where they filmed it, I'd believe it. <laughs> if this is literally her, <laughs> she assumes herself into every role that she does so well that you can't imagine her as any other person other than that role when you're watching her. Yeah, but especially this one though, because like the like the documentary vibe combined with the amazing acting, combined with I, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like some of those extras that they used were like real nomads. They were. They were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had to have been. Like I was like, there are no way that these people are actors. These people are like amazing if they're actors. Like, and I'm like. I was just shocked, honestly. This movie's really good in the whole filmmaking aspect from like start to finish. This is just a great movie. Yes. Do I like this movie? That's mm. going to be a hell no from me. <laughs> this movie is literally the most boring goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. It's um, weird how that works. And and I told you this before, but um, so while uh, we, uh, we watched this movie uh, driving to... A, a shoot but the the, the drive there and back uh, was a combined like uh four and a half hours so we watched like half of it on the way there and half of it back and so i'm driving while she's driving and i'm like uh i'm living her life vicariously a bit or some or whatever it is um but to me that added on to the boringness of it because like you know you're driving you know driving is pretty boring inherently and then you're watching a movie about people driving so yeah. wasn't my uh, probably I don't know maybe that kind of ruined it I'm not sure but at the same time man it it is a, the slowest burn in the yeah. whole world and it never catches either it, it just slow burns the entire time no it's just kind of like a it's just a very intimate look at someone's life and all the little things that make up her life like that she carries with her in the van and the little mementos that she has that ha- hold meaning to her um I think those are 
a lot of the bigger things as well as like just the random people she meets. But yeah, there, there is, like I said, there's no plot. It's just, she meets people. Sometimes they are in and out of her life and different times. And, um, it's just hard to really, it is hard to watch because if you're like me and you're really sleepy in the evening and <laughs> you, you're not watching like, you know, a Marvel movie, you're watching something like this. It, you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> You it's, are, you have to just be drag. awake. It's yeah. Be awake, be alert to all the little things that happen in this movie. There's a lot to appreciate about it, but yeah, it's, it's rough. It's a rough, it, rough it, viewing. It's especially because, um, and I think this was the correct decision for this movie, but they used music very sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was just silence or just atmospheric, um, like, like you know, the piano hear, score, like the yeah, yeah. something like that. But I, I'm ta- I'm I'm going further than that. Like maybe just like some wind or like some footsteps, like clanks, van sounds, rain. That was like a big part of like the, the sound design. Also, kind of bled into the soundtrack a bit because you couldn't really tell the difference at that point. Not saying the music was like bad or anything. It's just they used it very sparingly and very appropriately too, because the movie like creates this like feeling of like being lonely and being sad and uh, directionless almost. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you, a lot of times the yeah. music is, uh, you, you're it's playing while she's driving and you're seeing these sweeping views of all these like mountains and everything like that. Like these, these vast plains that end in mountains in the distance. Like I think that's such a, it's such an accurate portrayal of what driving through the West is, you know? It's so... It's so spread apart and a lot of times mountains aren't right there. Sometimes they're just kind of in the distance and you see them and it's, it's incredible. I love that view. I love the views. Oh dude. Yeah. Oh my God. The mm. views were amazing. Um, so usually, um, you know, if we didn't like the movie, then we talk about what we liked first and what we didn't like and you know, the whole thing. But like, I feel like, uh, this movie was so, it was honestly, very well made and very perfect in its own regard. But the fact that we also thought it was kind of a drag kind of doesn't really put it in any court any sort of like we liked it. We didn't like it category. Cause yeah. like I could talk for a long time about how great the filmmaking and the movie itself was, but like do like, like it's just not there. Yeah. Like, am, am I going to want to watch this again? Or is this like a, like, this is not a movie you watch when you're wanting to have a good time. This is really just one of those movies that honestly, I would, this is a better movie to just kind of watch alone. And you're just like wanting to ponder things or watch something deep and, and you're going to ask some questions. It's kind of sad. It's also a sad movie. It's yeah. If you're like in, if you're in your feels and you want, you want to feel someone else in your feels. Watch this movie, man. If you're feeling alone, man, watch the movie and you'll find somebody who's more lonely than you. (laughs) So (laughs) you can relate on that level. Can we talk about Dave? Dave. Can we talk about Dave, Dave, man? Favorite character in the movie. (laughs) Dave. Obviously. Dave was my boy. I was was on Team Dave the whole time. Yeah, I thought there was going to be something that went on with that. So uh, Fern is old, kind of an older lady. Oh yeah, I forgot right? to it, it, say her name is Fern. Uh, Fern Dorman plays a woman named Fern. 
Yeah, Love that name. which is a great name for that character. They do such a good job with everything. Yeah, anyway, so um, Fern, <laughs> Fern is an Fern. old, old lonely woman. Uh, what what are we thinking? Like late fifties, early sixties. Sixties, yeah, late sixties. I mean, this is Le- she's late sixties. Like, I feel like she's past retirement age. Wait, how old is? I don't think so, woman? man. She's definitely in her 60s. Like, I don't think Frances so, McDormand is in her 60s. Maybe 62. But, oh, Frances maybe. McDormand is 63. She's okay, 63. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, okay, we'll, we'll. So she's we'll near retirement age, okay? Re- retirement sure. age is like, what, 65? So, 65. There you go. Unless you're a baller. And then you can. Then it's 85. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, I meant like those people so, that retire early. Yeah, I was, I was going <laughs> to say 40, but I was like, ah, that's dumb. Um, so anyway, okay. Dave is also around the same age. Probably like 65. I don't know. But both of these people, for their age, they can, they're they still well, uh, not well to do. Uh, I meant like active, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, can, they can move around just they, fine. They move really well. And they're very independent people. You know, they're nomads, man. You got to be independent. That's true. You got to be able to like uh, fight for your own life, you know, yeah. on the on the daily but so so Dave, you know, he's a lonely old man, and you have this lonely old woman. And Dave's basically just like, "Hey, uh, I saw you over there in your van. Kind of cool. You want to hang out?" Fern, you know, he does this a couple times in different ways, but Fern just kind of dodges him every single time. It's kind of sad. Well, I think Fern, you know, there's a scene where she is looking at her husband's photo, and you can see that the photo of her. Um, late husband is it's a young photo of him so I loved that scene because she you can tell like and again this is Frances McDormand's ability to just channel like a woman just like you can see like a a bajillion different memories just crossing her face just with that photo when she's holding it it's very it's just you can really see it and similar to uh, Matt Damon in Contagion yeah yeah okay when, yeah. When, when he's looking at the the digital camera <laughs> yes, or whatever yes, he's looking yes. at I st- you know, he starts crying yeah on, I st- you no. gotta give him credit I, I, yeah the crying yeah but I, I think it was more powerful because fern doesn't cry you just see like she's able to express that emotion without crying that's, that's true that's talent she, dude that's she's talent. good at that like that those subtle like micro expressions yes you know oh, very good yes and and so that's why i think like I think she pushes David away a lot or Dave because, you know, she is still probably not ready for a new relationship at all. I'm not sure how long ago her husband died. So that's another thing I'm not clear about. But, you know, I I just I think she's just she really likes to she wants to be alone almost, you know, like she she'll talk with others and she'll associate with them. But like that whole like you know, when she, the, her, that first group of people that she came across, that big group that followed that dude. Yeah. Know, they, they that was, were that, that was a really cool spot yeah, actually. Yeah. He, he like, he's like a leader of like all these like nomads and he kind of like gets every, he like, he, you know, he invites people to, into the nomadic lifestyle. So they're all like this big community and they just travel together. Like there's a scene towards the end of their time there where they're all like driving away, but Fern just kind of stays there and I'm thinking, like, if it was me, I would have just, I would have traveled with them. I'd have been like, yep, that's my community now. Like, I'm just going to live with them until I see fit to leave. But I don't know. I guess for me, I'm I'm a person that wants to be around people where someone like Fern, she doesn't. And that was kind of, 
I don't know. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I was like, Fern, go with them. Like, go be part of a community. But I guess she didn't want that. She's a lot of it's, pride. It, honestly, it's very, I, I might be like dumb, but like, to me, it felt like very ambiguous um, of what her motivations were behind like being alone. Yeah. Like her wanting to be alone. Yeah. But maybe that wasn't important. I'm really not sure. But I mean, she chose yeah. being alone over basically any other opportunity that she had to be with people. Yeah, that that was so uh, odd. And well, and there's times where she, you know, they're they're talking about like work and she's like, oh, I like work. I want to work. You know, That's she true. says that she says it very like and I think it's just I think it's just that leftover trauma from like having worked all her life or well, a lot of her adult life in that, you know, for U.S. Gypsum, that company. Um, and her and her husband, you know, like I said, they, they had their house through the company. They were worked for the company. They both worked for the company. So when that's ripped away, it's almost like she's trying to s- regain that in some way. Yeah. I mean, of course she'd like w- work or like kind of that, like, uh, what is it? Just like that regular, like labor job. She would like something like that if it gave her her, her old life. So like, w- yeah, yes. like w- just like what you said, like working, working that type of job, maybe Amazon wasn't doing the trick or I'm not sure, but like that brings her back to how her old life was. Yeah. And see, that's a sad thing is like a lot of those types of jobs. And you know, this is what people say when, you know, a lot of um, well-paid un, like relatively unskilled work, you know, when people complain that it's disappearing, it's because it used to provide housing and it used to provide like a life. Now, now you're just getting paid your little wage and that's it. And that's kind of like the world we live in now. It's no longer yeah. like, oh, you're going to get a house and you're going to work in the factory and it's going to be great. Like they don't have, that's, that's not how it is anymore. And so it, it is very sad. Um, kind of taking this like a broader, like a macro perspective, like was this movie about Fern or was it viewing the nomad lifestyle through Fern's eyes? Like, ooh. Like, uh, like I've heard a lot of people uh, who are like into the, like, you know, just reading up a bit about the movie, um, people who are nomads or kind of identify with the nomad lifestyle. They said, they said the movie was like a good portrayal of nomads, like kind of getting them out into the mainstream a bit, uh, you know, just cause no one really talks about it like that, that much. But I think that for them, just as far as what I've read online, I guess the movie was more for uh, getting Nomad, that that lifestyle, you know, getting people to talk about it, whereas it wasn't really about, like, Fern that much. So maybe um, every Nomad kind of goes through this this kind of emotional journey of, like, like being alone, you know, and not uh, something like that, you know. Maybe down the line Fern might join a community or maybe she was was in a community and then decided that wasn't for her or something like that. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like being a nomad, you're going to experience a lot of lonely times. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like the people you're around are also people that decided on that lifestyle too. And so, it, yeah, it's probably going to bring with it some sort of, I don't know, I, it must that must be an interesting dynamic when you're around people like that. You know, all these people, whether whether they chose to do this or not, they have decided to forego mainstream life. So you know, it's, it just takes a different mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. let's just say you lost everything. You lost your job, you lost your husband, but this wasn't something that was on your radar. You'd probably 
I don't know, live in a shitty little apartment and struggle, right? But to shed everything, to shed the permanence of a structure, like a structural home and like a lot of possessions and you decide to live in a van, that's like a, that's just a different step. It's a different kind of person. I don't know. Definitely. I mean, I think, I think everybody on some level is like capable of doing something like that. We all used to, right? When we were all like, like hunters and gatherers. So I guess it's kind of in us. Yeah. It definitely is, but it's also in us to be, you know, tribal, you know, staying with a group of people. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, humans aren't meant to be, like, alone all the time. Yeah, that's... Because then we get sad. It, you get sad, you get and sad. you're also really vulnerable, and you're also really sad. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, all of this, again, heavily reinforced by um, choosing to go with real nomads instead of actors. Because that just really just sold the whole experience. Oh, yeah, because you're hearing it from their words, like how they feel about their situation and mm-hmm. how they why they chose it. And it's, you know, I, I definitely think it's an admirable choice for sure. Especially uh, Linda's story of how she has cancer. Yeah. That and was she's cool. like, well, I'm just going to go kill myself on my own terms. Yeah, like I'm gonna go see and the she world. She was uh, t- reading that book or s- watching something, or I don't know, uh, something about uh, Doctor K- Kevorkian. Oh yeah, the, the what is Doctor Death, suicide quote unquote. Guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, assisted Dr. suicide. Death. Yeah. Um, but that that was a kind of a sad story, but also a very like powerful story in that you know we have the ability to make our own choices, no matter what the choice is. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only so many things out of your control in life. You know, you you could lose your job, you could get really sick, you could, you know, all these bad things can happen, but you can still make choices for your life for the time you have. So I yeah. I, I liked her story. I liked that she took ownership of the fact that, you know, she she know she knew what she wanted. And and she was good. like seventy or eighty or something. Like she yeah. Was- basically done anyway <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean and this is a gr- honestly that's a great way for her to go i mean she got to see the like you know the country be around people like go on adventures i mean yeah she what, said herself she yeah. had a great life yeah and if that's what you want to do that's awesome and that's why i was like well it's really it was really sad at the end when they like went to her funeral and stuff um kind of like her celebration i guess but like that you know it was i'm glad that she was at peace with her decision. That was good to see. And who wants to live with like stage four cancer, like making you hate yourself like every single minute? Well, I think that it just depends on the situation. Um, Cause I personally know someone who is living with that, but they have different reasons too. I know, but she's not like 85. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're like, if you're 85, I mean, come on, like you can try to go through all that, but, a lot, there's a lot of treatments out there that are very harsh on the body that you probably won't even make it because a lot of treatments are, they destroy your body to destroy the cancer, right? Yeah. In any case, make good choices, Lin- people. Yeah. Linda, very, very like a real, real life story. Yes, for sure. Man, for what sure. a, I don't know, th- you know, this movie's like very, it's so melancholy. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it right now and I'm just I'm just getting those like very melancholic vibes like I, I mean after, after you're done watching the movie you're like man that was a 
It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, like I guess you know it's funny because I was really looking forward to watching this movie. Like I, I, just, Dude, I, I was same. telling you, I was like, man, let's watch this movie. And I thought it was gonna be different. I thought it was gonna be like more of like an adventure road trip vibe kind of fun like see this woman she's old but she's like living her life doing her thing it's Frances McDormand and um it's funny because like okay so you know the movie is about two hours long if I I think it is anyway um yep I basically fell asleep within the first hour um and and I was like damn it so you know of course I have to go work the next day so I was like hey well it's time to go to bed but I knew I was actually kind of like not looking. I was like kind of depressed at the idea of having to go back and finish this movie because I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, and I still got to finish this movie for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Damien did the same thing whenever, um, Damien, our editor slash my partner over at third person prod, go checks out. But he, uh, he fell asleep, uh, in the middle of the movie, like while we were driving, and then he, he he woke up and he's like, oh man, she's still driving. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She sure is. <laughs> she, she still is, you know. Um, That's really, what it, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's melancholy. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad I watched it, to be honest. Yes. Like, it's, it's not like a movie, like, I care a lot where I'm like, oh, could, could have done without that, you know. But, no, uh, everything was perfect in this movie. Yeah, dude. It was so beautiful, man. It's just are you willing to watch it? It's just, especially, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'll admit readily now that I'm a person with a short attention span. I'm definitely a product of the internet age. Um, if something's too long to read, I will read the <laughs> TLDR. Like, you know, I'm so this movie was, is hard to watch. It, it is what it is. Right. You know, and I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad that I proved to myself that I could sit through this movie. Um, uh, well, <laughs> a real piece of art substance yeah. I, I mean i'm glad to watch it because um i feel like there is a lot to be learned from this movie um, oh yeah definitely it just in just in terms of I, I i just loved like the way that it was made and um i love the just how how, how, you, how you unique it was like this is not a movie that you would just see you know all the time you know yeah. movies like this don't aren't they don't come out often man no, it's a very unique movie. I'm happy that there's still movies like this being made, which are I feel like they're true like artistic films, you know. Absolutely, yes. It's it's really just like this is when you think of art and you think of movies being an art, this is it. Like I'm sorry, but like again, going back to Marvel movies, but don't really consider them art. Like they're just more like a pop culture fun for me. To to me it's like going on a fucking badass roller coaster. Yeah. And I love every second of it. Yes. But is it artistic? Mm, mm. Not really. Um, it, it just no. doesn't have that vibe of like, this is something like, I'm not really like the Marvel movies don't make me think about anything. Right. I'm just being entertained purely. But like this movie is, I, I think about a lot of things. I'm thinking about, Oh, our world. And, I think about living in the West. I think about, wow, what if I lived in a van? Oh, you know, like it makes, it makes you ponder on a lot of different things. Like what is my future going to hold? Yeah. It also makes you think about like, these are like, this is a real thing that people do. Mm -hmm. And like, this isn't like some like fantasy or like some dramatic 
viewpoint on something like, no, nah, this is like a real life thing. And like yeah. we saw it kind of how it is. And that's you know? the thing. And that's the thing. Real life is, you know, kind of a bit more boring sometimes, a lot of times than movies. Like I said, this wasn't the crazy, exciting road trip adventure movie that I thought it was going to be. Um, I guess because I kind of expected, I mean, I expected that because it's a, a movie and I just expected it. I didn't expect it to be so realistic. Yeah, I, I didn't read anything about it or look it up at all. Mm -mm, I, saw like, I. I saw like one still. No, I mean, I mean, you thought it was gonna be like some like. Well, I saw the road well, okay, trip I saw thing. the trailer. I saw the trailer. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna be about cars or like vans uh, or um, nomads or anything like that. I, I didn't know that what Nomadland meant until I saw the movie. Well, now you know. Good movie. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get into our reviews here. All right. I I actually got two. Okay. For 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 both of my viewpoints that I felt like. So I'll start, then you can do the second one, then I'll do the, the I'll finish it off. Okay. Brian M. Do you know Brian M? I feel like I've seen I, Brian M. I feel M like before. I've seen his name too. Brian, you're you're no James H, but uh I like you, Brian M. He says they shoot horses, don't they? Clearly, the absolute dullest movie anyone could possibly want to see. Throwing darts into your eyeballs wouldn't be enough to keep you awake if anyone wasn't depressed enough from the awful pandemic year we've all lived through. This is the icing on the cake to really do yourself in. This movie makes Manchester look exciting. Damn. I wish... Uh, get, I don't really know what Manchester is. Yeah, I don't know what Manchester is. But yeah. Okay. In... Yeah. It was I, I depressing. It was funny. Throwing darts into your eyeballs <laughs> wouldn't darts. be enough to keep you awake. <laughs> I was like, okay, Brian. All right. Damn, dude. I see you. Okay. All right. I guess I'll give mine. Mine is also, was your was Brian a half star? Yeah, half star. Yeah. So this is Richard H. He's also a half star as well. Here it goes. This movie was misnamed. It should be called So Sad Land. <laughs> If you like colonoscopies, <laughs> spinal taps, and long walks through the mausoleums, this movie is for you. Idiotically, the filmmakers quoted a famous Shakespearean sonnet, but didn't have enough good sense to apply his famed insights about audience reaction to and disapprobation of sadness and death, i.e. comic relief. Ugh. That's Richard H., guys. Okay, Richard, he, all right. He wanted some comic relief. Richard wanted some comic relief from So Sad Land. Alas, he found none. I think he wanted the squirrel from Ice Age to kind of like randomly show up and like eat nuts or whatever or like <laughs> fall off a cliff or something. Like I think that's what he was looking for the whole time. But, something, uh, I, I don't know. Like what, uh, it would be so grossly inappropriate to have some yeah, comic, comic relief, and I I can't even imagine how you'd apply comic relief to this movie. Ruin the the whole fucking thing. Yeah, like life doesn't have any comic relief, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like okay. sometimes there is, but anyway, uh, I got one from Gail A. Um, she said, "This is Francis McDormand's finest acting, seeing a completely new side of her incredible abilities. Nomads are an important part of the American culture, and so glad they are being acknowledged." It's pretty cool. nice. Yeah, I like that. Just give it a five stars. Nice. You know, just got to give it to him, man. 
Yeah. Gotta that's give a, it to him. That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's hard to like really rate this movie because it's kind of like, again, like, like we were talking about, this is a good movie. We know it's a good movie. It, it's a good movie. It's beautiful. But how entertaining is it? It's not. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 10. You'll give straight it a 10. I'll give it a 10 straight up. Um, I'll give it a nine for its lack of entertainment value. That's it. Uh, but it's yeah, still a good movie. That. I mean, but the thing is, movie. movies movies don't in- inherently have to be entertaining. Yes, they do. Okay. No. Okay. Well, they have to keep okay. me awake. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe you should no. Throw darts uh, in your eyeballs. No. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I, my eyeballs, my eyelids were so heavy. They would have yeah. blocked those darts, man. Like. <laughs> Also, you watch movies like lying down on the couch, like with like a blanket and a pillow. <laughs> like, 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 so, I mean, honestly, is it really the movie's fault? It's not. It's really my, it's, <laughs> it's my fault. Literally. Okay. So Johnny yelled at me the other day. We were trying to watch. Okay. Get this. Oh my God. We, we were trying to watch coming to America because they came out with a part two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just came with out. Eddie Murphy and like coming to America is a really funny movie. And like yes. I was entertained for the first third of it. And then I fell asleep or I started falling asleep. I'm like, why the fuck am I falling asleep during coming to America? Oh but God. dude, I, I was, <laughs> but then I was like, wait, I'm lying down. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying down. You have a blanket and, and a pillow. <laughs> Johnny got mad at me. He's like, you know, he's like, you're supposed to be sitting on the couch, not lying down on it. And I was like, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> dude. Oh my, why do you, oh my God. Why, why do I even, why do I even live, right? Why do I You should make, just make a habit of just honestly, no matter what time it is, just, just make a quick cup of coffee before every movie and just kind of sip on it throughout the movie. No, I need to like literally move the couch out of the way and just sit on a chair, like a dining chair. chair. Just be like not Uh, comfortable at all. That's, that's. Awful. That's not right. No, it's wrong. It shouldn't be torturous either. (laughs) Speaking of that, um, what did Johnny think? He okay, so there's parts of the movie where he was like, "Wow, this is I've lived this." Really? Yeah, because he's traveled uh, with the circus. I'm just kidding, not the circus. Um, <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> no, um, but I okay, he traveled with the fair. Okay, yeah. So like Renaissance festivals, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah, he did do that. Yeah, yeah. So there's like circuits you travel around. So yeah, it's like, he was like, wow, I've seen this exact scene. It's like, in, you know, in that scene where they're all together, that leader of the nomads and they have all their like little mobile homes and RVs and stuff and vans. Right. He's like, yeah, I've seen this before. Everyone meets together for like a big cookout. Everyone, you know, you eat this big community stew for dinner. Yeah. Um, like he, he liked it for that reason. And then he also said that it presents a great retirement option. I think he was being sarcastic about that. <laughs> or, but was he though? But I don't was know, he? Was he? <laughs> what were you? Were you? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I can see you guys living in a van. Um, no, I'd rather live in one of those like really nice RVs that those people like. So there's a part where Francis or Fern yeah, and her yeah, friends step into part. like the nice RV, and I'm like, damn, I would, I would live in that. Like, <laughs> I would Honestly, travel around that. that. It, it it was like um she they're 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 looking at like a mansion or something. Yeah, that's like it the was mansion. a really cool moment. Yeah, I thought that too. It was like the mansion version of of mobile travel, and so I I was like all about it. Great blend of luxury and travel. All right, so um, what are we watching next? 
well, Essen, I think that we should watch something a little more classic, um, just something that let's just take it back a notch and completely just wash this melancholy off of us. Seriously. And, you know, just go back in time when Harry met Sally. That sounds perfect because um, I don't think either of us have watched it. No. Uh, so it'll be a nice, you know, kind of change of pace. When Harry Met Sally, it's 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 a classic. Um, it's not very. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like the most like popular movie in the world, but you know, it's up there. It's on the list. You know, yeah. A lot definitely. of references. I feel oh, like yeah. people make references to that movie all the time, and I never get it. So that's probably why. Right, right. It has a ninety-one percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think it's cool. it's gonna be pretty good. So guys, we're also going to start this thing where um, we're going to do one old classic movie, something maybe, what is that, before 2005? Yeah. At this point? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Just something, you know, something everybody Basically knows. Basically something that's not the latest thing. Exactly. And then the next week, it'll be the latest whatever, you know, the the, the next, you know, the, 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 the new big thing. Um, so we'll just alternate between those things just so we can make sure to get a lot of good movies because I feel like we watch a lot of contemporary movies. I feel like we're, we're keeping up with the times. We also need to go back and watch those classics, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely. That is what we're going to do when Harry Met Sally. Can't wait for that. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Again, if you thought this movie was like so exciting and you were just having a blast the entire time like a psychopath, then please... Uh, feel free to send us an email and let us know thelazyopinion at gmail.com um, if you want to follow us on social media we're popping off on Instagram uh, at thelazyopinion and if you want to check out my filmmaking company at Third Person Prod feel free to give us a follow or something there I, uh, you know, we do movies and weddings and stuff like that too um, if you want to find Sana she's still driving still driving so uh i don't know where she'll be by the time you listen to this the road is long the road is long and full of terrors <laughs> wait where's that from game of thrones oh my god Ugh. dude <laughs> to get out of here man. i know i'm gonna drive off the road now just because <laughs> i said gonna, that i'm just gonna drive off a cliff Ugh. the night is long and full of terrors what is that like ned start no, it was that red witch. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know my whatever. Game that well, <laughs> oh, that's a sad story too, man. Whatever. Sad. Okay. Yeah. She's McQueen. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Have See a good one. Later. Bye. Bye.